Good morning. It is good to be back with you guys again. Missed you. Been, I two, it's only been two weeks, but it felt a lot longer, actually. Um, the venue that we are in right now does not let us hire over that Christmas period. They, they absolutely, quite rightly, want to give the caretaker some time off. But it is good to be with you again. Um, today, I just want to spend a little bit of time thinking through and pondering and sharing what I feel like God has for us as a church this year. Right. Yeah? Right. 2022, God did some good stuff. There were some challenges. There were some things that we had to get through. But God, through it all, has brought us to this point where we are from two years ago, there was nothing. Mm. Not quite. Two and a half years ago, there was nothing. There was one family. We are now 25 to 30 maybe 35 adults and kids in this room, in this community that we call Trinity Life Church. And people are coming, and I am just so blessed by the, the culture that we have growing here. This culture that makes space for God to be God, this culture that makes space for people to be people, and in it all with a heart to see the gospel go out. I love that we can come here and we can worship together. I love that people are coming and feeling valued, yeah. feeling like they've got a place. Yeah. And I just love you guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> God has got some good things for us this year. We did not know what 2022 had for us. I don't 100% know. I feel like I've got a sense of what God is doing this year with us. And that's where I want to go. It all starts with something that Jesus said. It was actually kind of his main message. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. What does repent mean? Do you know what repent means, Matthew? No? No, do you know what repent means? No? No? Any others? Change? Turn away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, mate. Appreciating your help today, buddy. Change. The Greek is metanoia. And if you break it down, and this is a bit of a fallacy, you can't always break a word down and say, well, therefore it means this. But meta is change, noia is mind. Effectively, it's think again and do something about it. Yeah. That is what repent means. How about the kingdom? What is the kingdom? It is a bit like a country. Yeah, the kingdom is where that king reigns, isn't it? So you, in the United Kingdom are these islands that we live on where King Charles is currently reigning. Is it over the English Channel? Is that England? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, technically, I think the flow was the other way around. But yeah. No, the kingdom is where God rules and reigns. Yeah, yeah we may well have done, yeah, to be fair. 
<laughs> absolutely. History is not my specialism as well, so I will absolutely defer and bow to anyone who knows a bit more in that space. So the kingdom, the place where God rules and reigns, is where? Everywhere. But everywhere can feel a little bit distant. Yeah? I mean, it is everywhere. The kingdom of God is all over planet Earth and beyond. Yes. But the kingdom is also at hand. The kingdom of God is near. It is so near, you can almost actually touch it. The rule and reign of God. And let's remember, the rule and the reign of God is how we come into salvation. How we come into forgiveness, how we come into healing, how we come into all the blessings that God has for us. That is in the kingdom. Luke 11, no, 17, I typed it wrong. Luke 17, verse 21, says it this way. The kingdom is in your midst. The kingdom is in your midst. Matthew's gospel doesn't talk about the kingdom of God. It talks about what? Does anyone know? Jesus' birth. It does. There's lots more than just Jesus' birth, but yes, that's where he starts. Miracles. It does talk about miracles. It talks about the kingdom, but it's the kingdom of something different. Can you remember? No? So Matthew wrote his gospel to Jewish people to try and convince Jewish people that Jesus was the promised Messiah. And Jewish people do not talk about God. They do not use his name. And so he wrote Jesus talking about the kingdom of the heavens. Yeah? The kingdom of God is the kingdom of the heavens. And when we hear heavens, what do you think? Where is heaven? Up there? Yeah? Far away? Yeah. In the beginning, God created what? The heavens. the heavens and the earth. See, in the Bible, there's, there's almost like three levels of heaven. You've got the first heaven, which is the atmosphere. It is the air around us. It's the sky. You've got the second heaven, where it's effectively kind of outer space. The, where the stars are. And then you've got the third heavens above that. And that is where God himself has his throne room. That is the paradise that Jesus was talking about. But it starts here. Yeah? yeah. The heavens are here around us. Now, how can, I, how can I make that real for you? Okay. There is music and speech all around us right now, not just me. Can you hear it? You can only hear me and, and, and you. Right. There is music, though. There are actually pictures as well, but I can't help you with that one right now. In here... Just make sure I get the right function. Can you hear it now? Oh, can you hear it now? Coming through loud and clear. 
Louder. Quieter. Louder. Quieter. That music was always there. I didn't create the music. All I did is tune in. I got up a bit of equipment that was able to access it, tuned it into the right frequency, and then turned it up. That music was always there. The kingdom of the heavens is like this. It is always here right now, yeah? Whether you feel it or not, whether you are tuned into it or not, the heavens are with us, all around us. We live and move and have our being in God, it says in Acts 17. The difference is we need to have ears to hear. We need to have eyes to see. We need to be tuned in by faith. It's a little bit like a story in the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 6. Who's heard of the prophet Elisha? Yeah? Kids, has any of you heard of the prophet Elisha? It's a bit of a funny name if you've not heard it before. No? He's in the Old Testament. He is a prophet. What's a prophet? What did a prophet do? Mm -hmm. Bring, brings the word. Yeah. Prophets hear God and speak it out. Elisha was a prophet and Elisha got revelation from God about an enemy king who was going to ambush Israel. Do you know what an ambush is? An attack. It is an attack. It's a secret attack. It is. It's where the enemy lies in wait, waiting for people to walk past and then they pounce. And the, the enemy king thought he was being really clever. He's like, yeah, I'm going to wait there and Israel's going to come past and they will be mine. I will vanquish them. Trouble is, God knows. And God spoke to Elisha and Elisha went to the king of Israel and said, this is going to be bad. Don't do that. Don't go there. And understandably, the enemy king was upset and he wanted to know how, who leaked the information. Well, actually, none of us. God spoke to Elisha. I was like, right, let me go and get Elisha. So the enemy king of Aram comes and surrounds Dothan, the city where Elisha lives. And it says this. He sent horses, chariots, and a massive army there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God, that's Elisha, got up early and went out, he discovered an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. So the servant asked Elisha, oh my master, what are we to do? Can you picture it? Going outside your front door, seeing a legion of horses, chariots, soldiers, spears, archers, all to get you. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> Wouldn't be good, would it? Well, there are no phones. This is two and, two and a half thousand years ago. Who's going to help get my nose? Shout for help. Who's going to help us? You're surrounded by an army. Mm. Mm. So the... the so the servant asked Elisha, what are we to do? Elisha said, do not be afraid, for those who are with us outnumber those who are with them. And I can imagine the, the servant looking around, going, one, two, 
We've got a donkey out back. Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. So the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw that the mountain was covered with horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. God's help was in the heavens. It's almost like a different dimension overlaid on ours, present in the same space, but we've got to have faith to see it. God has to give us the ability to see it. That is what the kingdom of the heavens is. What that means, Jesus is saying, the kingdom is at hand, the help of God is at hand. And what he did when he came, and he came preaching, and he came healing, and forgiving, and saving, and dying, and being raised to life, he is making that kingdom of the heavens accessible to you and me. And I feel like for this year, God wants us to step into that reality of the kingdom that is at hand. That is what God has for Trinity Life in 2023. I, I don't know how you feel about that. How does that make you feel? Good. Good? Awesome. Anyone else feel a little bit apprehensive? It's like your bargain hunt or something like that where they ask them and they say they're excited, excited and worried at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, Elisha saw the heavenly armies, why? Because there was a very much real earthly army right in front of him. If God is saying that we are gonna step into the reality of the kingdom of the heavens, it's because he knows that we're gonna need it. But the word that I feel God has for us this year as a community is courage. Courage. Have you ever been scared of doing something that you know you should do? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily want examples, but if anyone's got one that you feel like you can share. Yeah. Has it ever stopped you from doing that thing that you knew you should do? Yeah, it has for me. So when I was a student, when I was at university, I went out every Thursday night and stood outside the student union. So me, me and some of my friends baked some cakes. Uh, some baked very impressive cakes. I made Rice Krispie Cakes. <laughs> but I tell you what, they were popular. Because oh, yeah. chocolate, Rice Krispies, mwah, wonderful. And we would stand out there, we would give them out for free to the, the various drunk students coming out of the student union at the end of the night. We'd rock up there around about half 12 and we'd be there through to about two o'clock. And people would ask, what are you doing? And we'd say, well, we, we want to give you a free cake. And some people thought, okay, thanks, and they walked on. Others were a little bit, okay, what, why? Well, because Jesus loves you. And some of them were like, well, hang on a minute, you're trying to bribe us? You're trying to bribe us into believing? No, 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 no pressure. You can take the cake and walk on, I don't mind. But Jesus loves you, and I want you to know that. And this cake is just a small token of that. So I was used to doing outreach, but there were other times when I had to catch the bus from my, ho my ho house into town and someone else was sat at the bus station and I felt a little prompt. Yeah. Ask how they're doing. 
And I was like, no, 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 I'm all right. I've got my headphones in. I'm listening to my music. No, no, someone else, Lord. There is no one else. But do you know what? To my shame, I bottled it. I did. And God is a God of loving grace. And I felt like he said to me on that occasion, okay, I'm letting you off. There will come a day when I will require it of you, but that day is not today. I need to hear and remember that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It can feel scary broaching that subject with a complete stranger. But if I believe that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that it is literally in the same space that I am in right now, and all I need is to tune in and have eyes of faith through Jesus to see it, well, then I can have courage. See, courage does not mean that we breeze through life without fear or apprehension. If you ain't scared, you don't need courage. True? You need courage when you are scared. You need courage when the task before you feels too big for you. There are people on that field over there without life, without hope, without Jesus. There are even more outside these school grounds. There are houses over there, over there, over there. We are bordered with people who do not know that Jesus died for them who do not know that there is a God in heaven who loves them so much that he gave his only son. That there is a God in heaven who wants to meet them where they're at, who wants to heal them up, who wants to set them free, who wants to bring them into life. And for us to go there, we need courage. You know what? Even in this building, even in this community, I think there are other things that God has for us in depth of the presence of God. Going deeper into the things of the spirit, going deeper into the word of God, experiencing more of God's goodness amongst us. But that's going to require courage. It requires courage to hear that someone is ill and say, can I pray for you? Because what will happen? Maybe they won't get healed. Is, maybe they'll say no. I want us this year to celebrate courage, not success. Sorry, success. Success is obedience. Success is hearing what God puts in your hands to do and doing it and leaving the consequences, the result, the fruit to him who it belongs to. Yeah? Yeah. So this year, I want us to share stories of steps of faith, offering to pray for people, stepping in to offer practical help, times where we've stepped out in love and obedience, times where we've invited people to come and join us here. Even if the end result wasn't what we hoped. There's a book called Sustainable Power by a guy called Simon Holly. He leads the, uh, the apostolic team of another New Frontier sphere called Catalyst. He's based in Bedford. And in that book, he shares stories of how in, on their journey of coming into greater courage, greater fruitfulness and openness to the presence and the power of God, they only got there by sharing the stories of the failures. Yeah. 
John Wimber, who knows that name? John Wimber prayed for 10 months for people to be healed before he saw one healing. 10 months. And afterward, God gave him a vision of God pouring out his blessing on people in the form of honey. It's a shame Eddie isn't with us this morning. Mm. In the form of honey. And some people were going, yes, more. And some people were like, oh, it's sticky and messy and I don't like it. And he felt like God was saying, do not beg me for my blessing again. I'm pouring it out. Have eyes to see that I am pouring it out. And John Wimber then entered into, and actually the vineyard movement as a whole, entered into an anointing for healing and deliverance and freedom through the power of the spirit that was unusual for its time. I believe that God has stuff for us to do that is gonna require courage. So how do we handle fear and doubt? Noah, it's your time. Play the video, please. Stories of the Bible. Peter walks on water. This is Peter. Hey Peter was a fisherman who was called by Jesus. Hey. Peter saw the many miracles of Jesus. Wow! And he heard all his teachings. Great crowds followed Jesus wherever he went. One day after Jesus had done a great miracle, he sent the disciples in a boat across the lake while he stayed and sent the people home. See ya! Hey, Jesus! After sending them home, Jesus went up into the hills by himself to pray. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. Ah! In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! Hold on there. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Hmm. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. So Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat. Whoa, you're awesome. And walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, ah! he was terrified and began to sink. Peter, help me. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Jesus said, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him and said, you really are the son of God. When did Peter get in trouble? Why did he sink? Took his, Took his eyes off Jesus. How do we handle fear and doubt? We take our eyes off the things that are scaring us, fix them on him. That breeds courage. As soon as Peter heard, no, 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 I'm not a ghost. 
It's I, the Lord. It's like Peter had a surge of faith seeing Jesus saying, well, if Jesus is doing it, he's my teacher, he's my rabbi, I'm his apprentice, he wants me to do it too. So he steps out, says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come and meet you. And yeah, Peter's faith is awesome. Yeah. So he steps out, he walks on the water just as his teacher was doing, just as his master was doing. But then he spots the wind and the waves and he thinks, hang on, I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't normal. And he starts to sink. He gets it right again, though, because he doesn't just go and panic. He says, Jesus, help me. And Jesus does. There is, there's a comment on the level of his faith. And you know what? I believe that there are going to be times that I am going to hear the Lord Jesus say, you have little faith. That is part of his calling us up to that other level that we are being called into in this year. But how do we conquer our fear and doubt? We look to Jesus. Because I believe God has got good things for us this year. I believe he's got big things for us this year. I believe that there are people who are going to hear the gospel through Trinity Life Church and find salvation. That's right. Amen? I believe we are going to have our first baptisms. I don't know where we're going for them, but I believe that we're going to have our first baptisms. Summer, please. The the summer would be awesome because I feel like it might be outside. Well, yeah, very true. Very true. We could always do that. Yeah, exactly. I believe we are going to see an increase in the depth of our experience of the glory and presence of God as we go deeper in the word. Amen. Amen. I am trusting that there is going to be significant prophetic words spoken over us, both from within here and from outside, but also from us to those who need to hear. God can give you a prophetic word for the person on the bus. Do you know that? He wants to. I am in faith for seeing signs and wonders amongst us as we take small steps of faith-filled courage. Amen? I also, I'm just putting this out there for prayer as much as anything else. I believe that there are people currently looking and planning to move to Swindon who are going to come and join us on the adventure that God has us on. Amen? I believe that there are people that are coming. I think I can see the first signs of it from interactions with people, queries coming through the website form, things like that. But I believe that there are more people who are going to come and join us. Stepping into all of this and more, we heard in Ephesians last week, last year, about how God is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or imagine. God is inviting us in to step into that today. Yeah. It is going to require faith and courage and community. Yeah. We're not doing this on our own. We're doing this together. So what does it look like? I'm coming into land. What, are the, what does that actually mean for us as Trinity Life? It's easy for me to stand here and say, we're going to see this, 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 this. Hallelujah. Amen. No. How are we going to get there? Well, I want to first talk a little bit about some of what we're going to be looking at in the first half of this year in our preaching. I've got some prompts. I want you to see if you can guess what the topics are. 
in here. Do you think? Yes. It is my fancy schmancy Wilco socket set. <laughs> so I've got socket wrench, I've got screwdriver, there's a whole bunch of different types of implements to help any sort of securing job that you need to get done. So what, why is this relevant? What are we gonna be looking at together as a community that are related to tools? Gifts. We're going to spend, and this is starting next week, the first few weeks of this year looking at the gifts of the spirit. It's a series we're calling the tools of the trade. Because the gifts of the spirit are given to us to be effective in ministry. Given to us to let heaven break through into earth. So we're going to look a little bit about what that is. How about this one that, oh, excuse me, my son was trying to get. What's this? David and the Lion's Prayer. It's not David. David? It's uh, Daniel. Isla? It's a lion. It is a lion, yeah. As Matthew said, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. So we're going to spend just a few weeks looking at the story of Daniel. I, for those grown-ups amongst you who are now worried, I'm talking about the story of Daniel, the first six chapters, not the last six chapters. I don't quite feel brave enough to preach through the last six chapters of Daniel quite yet. Um, but the first six chapters of Daniel, we're calling it living faithfully in Babylon because we are living in a society that is increasingly hostile to what we believe and what we value. Amen? Sad to say. Daniel and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I can't remember what their Hebrew names are. Shadrach and Benny. Yep. <laughs> they have things to teach us about how we can live faithful in a culture that does not honour our God. Amen? Okay, uh, this one. Now, I have to be very careful with this one because I'm under strict instructions. If this gets broken, I will be in trouble. Mm? Within the image of God. That is true, but what can you see right now? Anna? A mirror. A mirror, yeah, absolutely. What can you see in the mirror? You can see yourselves. Reflection. Right, that, that might be the angle. What can you see now, Matthew? You can see yourself. Can you see anyone else? Devro. I can see mummy. Uh huh. You can I see your mummy. Yeah. No. I see. If I twist yeah. it like this, you can see the beautiful people that we call Trinity Life Church. Now, actually, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be opening up our Bibles to the book of Acts and holding up a mirror to say, how do we compare? What is there of the vibrancy and anointing and power? of the life of the Holy Spirit on that early church that we need. So we're going to be looking through the, the, um, the early church in Acts after Pentecost. Don't fall, please. I'll be in trouble. Uh, Noah, can you actually let me just do it quickly here. Okay, what are these? Seeds. Have we heard about seeds anywhere else in the Bible? 
It was one of the preachers we did last year, just either before or after summer. Can't quite remember which. The seeds were sown. It's the, it's the message of the kingdom going out. And so we're going to spend, over summer, we're going to spend time looking at the, some of the parables of the kingdom and see what Jesus wants us to know about the kingdom of the heavens that we started talking about today. Um, we are also going to be having some guest speakers from uh, Basingstoke, from Bristol, uh, and from other churches within the Commission family. Uh, I'm getting in touch with people, trying to line them up, but kind of roughly once a month, we're going to have some outside people. Generally speaking, they're going to be bringing what they feel God wants for us as a community. I think it's just important for us to know that we aren't just 30, 35 people in Swindon on our own, but we are part of a bigger family, a bigger network of churches that God is doing things across. As Becky was saying in her word, you know, we are not them, but we are connected to them and they have something to do, bless us with. Um, in terms of non, not midweek, uh, last year, um, we, we kept on trying to make midweek work. But the trouble is, the, the size we are right now, we don't have enough people to be able to do different groups on different nights. And finding a night that works for everybody proved a little bit tricky. So we aren't doing midweek as a regular Tuesday night, Bible study, prayer, blah, 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 blah. No, instead, what we're going to focus on are some specific gatherings outside of this. Um, it, some of them will be for prayer and worship. So we're going to be focusing on worshipping the Lord together, but also praying for a specific area of Swindon each month. We are going to be seeing what God has to say about that region and then maybe prayer walking in that space as well, dropping flyers in that space, praying into that. We're going to be meeting up for fellowship. So men's, ladies, family meals, open houses, quizzes. We haven't done a good quiz for a little while. Yeah. Quizzes were the lifeblood earlier on. Once a month. It was brilliant. And we can do it again. Oh, there absolutely were prizes, and I feel like we should reintroduce prizes to make the quizzes good fun. We fire pits. Who likes a fire pit? I like burning things. Sorry, I like fire pits and warming myself. That sounds less worrying than I like burning things. So we can do fire pits in each other's gardens. Lunches together. Lunches after some of our Sunday meetings monthly we're going to carry on doing. But also, it doesn't all have to be organised by the church. We are a community where we should be able to get together ad hoc, organically, have a cup of coffee together, go and have a pint together, have people round for meals, go for a walk together. That is part of church life. The other bit I want to talk about just briefly are the body teams, I'm calling them. The, the sign-up sheets that we did just toward the end of last year, where you all kind of said what you'd be interested in being part of, we are going to be spinning that up and putting those into action in the first quarter or so of this year. Some of that is going to be really about, first of all, getting people together and talking about what that might mean. Uh, I think particularly for the worship team, um, for people that are interested in being part of that, we're going to, first of all, get together and just worship together and talk about what we care about, what we value in worship, and then see where that takes us. It doesn't mean just because you put your name down that you're going to be on a rotor. 
unless it's for something like refreshments, which is pretty straightforward and obvious. So, you know, some of that it will just be, well, you've said you're happy to help out with that. Thank you very much. How often can you do it? And then we'll get that sequenced up. Some of it is way down the line, uh, social and community outreach. That is gonna be much more about getting people with that heart together and talking about, well, what can we do together? And some of it might well be talking about being part of street pastors. Some of it might be talking about being part of safe families or maybe something that God wants us to do that no one else has thought of yet. But it's gonna be more about getting together and dreaming about what God has for us there. And then the last bit I just wanna talk about and then I will finish and we can just close in a song together is outreach. It's come through already, but I believe that it is this year for us to go more public and to hold the gospel out for the people of Swindon to hear, to come into faith, and then come and be part of the family of God. Now, that is partly going to be through you and me being scattered out after the time we've come in and gathered every Sunday. But it's also going to be through things like Hope Explored. We talked a little bit about this before um, as part of Christmas. We were thinking about starting it next Wednesday. We're not quite ready for that. So we're gonna bump it a little bit. But when, once we've confirmed a venue and a time, we are gonna run Hope Explored, which is just a three week course looking at how Jesus offers us um, hope, peace and purpose. And it is a great thing that you can invite your friends into. You know, you, you don't have to work out how to share Jesus with them on your own. You can invite them into this it's going to be a safe space, um, good, well-produced videos that will put the faith across in a way that people can access. And first of all, it might just be us doing it. That's fair enough. I don't mind us doing it in that way because actually we need to be confident that we're inviting our friends into. But if you've got faith to invite someone along, amen, hallelujah, let's have, have a little bit of courage as well. But we are going to be doing that. We're going to be doing prayer walks and leaflet drops, as I've been talking about. One of the things I, we wanted to do last year, but weren't quite able to get it, make it work, was community fairs. You know, there are things, especially for the coronation, and you can almost guarantee that there will be community fairs for the coronation. So I want us to see if we can have a table with Trinity Life, and we will do face painting, we will do games, we will do free sweets, we will do free books. Uh, just things to engage with the community that God has planted us into. And then just the last, last, last one, because we haven't mentioned it in a little while. Commission Festival. Yes. Come on, Commission Festival. The... Yeah. Have you? Okay. <laughs> so Commission Festival, that bank holiday weekend in August is when the Commission family of churches all get together. It's going to be in Shepton Mallet, so nice and close. It used to be in Exeter, it was a bit further away, but still worth it. Yeah, pop it up, mate, go for it. But we are going to be going there. There are already 16 people from Trinity Life Church signed up. Um, you can still sign up and pay in instalments. You just have to do an initial upfront deposit and then you've got until the 30th of June, I think, to actually pay off the balance. So you can make it work that way. Um, if camping is a problem for you, please let us know and we'll see if we can organise some sort of house share rental relatively nearby so that you can drive in each day. But actually, if, if you can camp, it's good fun. 
And I am in faith that God is going to do some good, big things for us as Trinity Life Church on that weekend. God can do six months worth of fellowship and community building and injections of faith and courage in one weekend. I've seen it happen. It has happened to me. So I would really like to get that on your radar again. Um, Book it in. It would be really, really great to have you. If finance is a problem, we have a budget line to help people who want to join us but don't feel like they can quite afford it at the moment. So we want you with us more than we want you to worry about money. Please. 2023, I feel like God has got good things for us. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom of the heavens is all around us. And he's inviting us to step into the reality of that together. Who's up for it? Yes. Yeah? Come on. Phil, have you got another song? Let's just pray. Let's pray together. Uh, Actually, as we pray and before we worship, um, you may be wondering where Eddie and Brenda are. Um, Eddie has got quite significant surgery. He's going to have heart surgery. Uh, He's being admitted tomorrow uh, and he's going to be operated on on Tuesday. Uh, so they are having to isolate um, so that there's no risk of infections or things like that ahead of going in for that. I think it'd be really great if we could pray for them. Yeah. They are a, a massive part of our community. Um, we, yeah, we love them and we want to just pray and commit them into the hands of God. Yeah. So I'm going to pray for this year, but I'm also going to pray for Ian Brenda. Shall we stand and pray together? Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for everything you've done in 2022. You have been with us, you have blessed us, you have built us up and you have extended us, Lord God, as a community. You are building your church here in Swindon, not just in this room, but across the whole of this town and the other churches as well, we know. But Lord God, you have a calling for Trinity Life Church in 2023. And I pray, Lord God, as I've hinted at what that is, and all I've got are hints and a sense of what you want to do. Lord, I pray that you will lead us in, you will guide us, you will strengthen our hands, you will strengthen our feet. Lord Jesus, that you will give us the faith, the courage, and the deep community that we need to bear the fruit of the kingdom this year. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will be with us, that we will know the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that you will be all over this community this year and that we will see new life and new salvation, Lord Jesus, through this community. We look forward to healings, to salvation, to forgiveness, to baptisms. Lord Jesus, we want to see your kingdom come, your will be done in Swindon as it is in heaven. And Lord, particularly for Eddie and Brenda, we just want to pray, Lord, that you would meet them where they are in their living room right now. Lord, that you will fill them with your spirit, that you will encourage them, that you will free them of any doubt, any worry, any concern or anxiety. Give them, Lord Jesus, your peace that passes understanding, Lord. And as Eddie is admitted, we pray that even now you'll be giving wisdom and skill to the surgeons that are going to be operating on him. Lord, we thank you for the years of training that has gone into those people who are going to be (coughs) treating and serving Eddie. We just pray that you will give them protection, that you'll give him wisdom, Lord, and that we will be able to welcome him back whole and healthy. 
We ask all of this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. We also pray for the right people at the right time, the right nurses, doctors, whatever his condition is, Lord, that you would provide ready, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Amen.